0: This podcast is brought to you by public.com, the investing social network. Public is a free app where you can own the companies you believe in and share ideas in a community of investors. There are a few investing apps out there, but here's what's different about public. There are social features that allow people to share and discover new ideas, and the app supports responsible investing habits. So they don't encourage day trading, nor do they offer margin accounts or options. Features like safety labels on potentially risky stocks give members more complete context. Public has also opted out of payment for order flow, so they don't sell your trades to third parties. Public's community is about 40% women and 45% people of color, so its members come from all sorts of backgrounds and walks of life. Conversations on public span deep dives into new IPOs as well as general insights on financial wellness and category trends. You can even use group chats to build investing clubs with your friends. Head over to public.com to sign up and start with a free slice of stock. Get going with as little as $1, and if you're looking to transfer your portfolio over from another brokerage, they'll even cover fees for accounts valued at over $150. Some fine print valid for U.S. residents 18 years and older and subject to account approval. See public.com slash disclosures. Hey, everyone, it's Julie Verhage Greenberg here with your Tux time podcast from fintech today, where we talk about all things fintech. And in this episode, I am joined by Saira Rahman, VP of finance at HM Bradley. And we're going to dive into couples finances in the world of fintech because it's an area where even just a year or two ago, I didn't see too much going on in what people and companies were doing to cater to. Couples' finances—it's something. When you get married, your finances may or may not change dramatically. Largely, they probably change dramatically. And then, if you have kids, you buy a house, you make other big purchases together. There's so much that goes on. Maybe I've started paying attention to it more just since I just got married uh, around Christmas last year. But um, I, I do feel like this is sort of a new wave of of what fintech is doing, and. I wanted to have Syra on here to talk about it from both a personal level as well as a fintech level, with all of her experience. Um, so, Saira, how are you doing today? And are you you're back in Denver, correct?
1: Yep, living the dream. Sunniest city <laughs> in the country.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I was looking at the housing market in Austin, and it's been bonkers. Um, has it been equally bonkers in Denver, or not quite as bad?
1: Uh, I would say I would say Denver and Austin probably have equal equal uh, issues. I think just from the examination that I've done between Denver and Austin, I think Austin's still a little bit cheaper than Denver is, which is really still not considered to be cheap if you look at the rest of the country. But uh, definitely, definitely in terms of a rapidly growing city on the cheaper end, Uh, but needless to say, trying to purchase a house right now is a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. I we, we have an agent in Austin and she's telling
0: us about how there's like 50 offers on homes. People put up all cash. They waive their inspections, all these crazy things. I'm like, I'm not buying a house in that market. My, my husband and I are not going to do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's progressively gotten worse as you see, like, hotels and Airbnb and Zillow and Redfin start buying up up against people that actually just want homes rather than like rentals or investment properties. So I get it. Yeah, for sure. Totally. So
0: so on this couple's finance front, though, tell me a little bit about uh your personal situation and experience with finance how you manage your money um i believe you you do have a partner now so how you how that changed when you um came to that situation and then let's just dive into how fintech can evolve
1: this place sure uh so i have been managing my own finances my whole life but i definitely let my ex commingle some of his when I was married and then it was this nice like bucket of ice cold water when I got divorced at which point I realized I needed to get my act together pretty quickly Um, and at that point it was a lot of excel spreadsheets and you know a little bit of money here a little bit money over there, you know several different investment accounts and a series of, I don't know, I'll like, I'd test out a bank and then put a little bit of money in it and see what happened kind of thing, which I think a lot of us in FinTech tend to do. Like, I have to, I have to manage how many debit cards I carry at one time. No, just kidding. I don't actually carry my debit (laughs) cards on me. Um, But I, but it's one of those things where you have to start paying closer and closer attention because you end up opening so many different accounts everywhere just to understand not only the competition, but the fintech landscape so that you make sure that you're not missing out on the next best product. Given that you've tested out a bunch of things, like what have you found that's
0: worked um, and how has that changed over time?
1: Yeah, I, for myself personally, the thing that's the stickiest is my oldest bank account because it's the easiest to maintain where all of your bills are in one place. And that is generally speaking for me, probably not going away anytime soon although it would be remiss of me to say that we're not building something pretty cool at HM Bradley that probably will finally switch me out of my old incumbent bank as soon as it's completed and then i also maintain two additional bank accounts that i use on a regular cadence one is for essentially my savings and that's that is actually held at HM Bradley and then i have another one that is for fun and giggles and What I've shifted into now that I'm in a relationship uh, where we try to be equals, we now have a joint account, which also funnels out of HMB, since not a lot of fintech companies, for whatever reason, focus on joint accounts, but I actually think it's critical to success in terms of commingling your money. So we have a joint account that's actually attached to debit cards through privacy that we can then swipe that's directly linked to our, our joint slush fund, I'll call it, for bills and whatever else we need to pay together. And that's probably been the biggest change in my overall ledger, is having this new account that helps us pay things equally at the same time so it wasn't i
0: was right in my intro where i said that i don't feel like fintechs have done too much to focus on this space yet because it joint accounts i feel like what a year ago sofi kind of launched one it's really not that great at least they have one ask zeta is super new um okay I, that makes me feel better i wasn't just like missing out on this thing it was something that really was a, a pain point still
1: no and for what it's worth i went through every single budgeting app for a multi, for both work and for personal and reasons. And what I discovered is that every single budgeting app, with the exception of Ask Zeta, by the way, I love Aditi and I love the Ask Zeta app. It's more getting my partner to actually get into a budgeting app. That's the issue than it is actually using the app because I, I do think Ask Zeta does something innovative. But all of the other budgeting apps don't account for partners. So you have to build your into your individual account and then kind of mash them together. So every single one has huge faults in terms of budgeting apps. I, I have yet to find one outside of Ask Zeta that actually lets you do it easily. So I was finally like, screw it, I'm just gonna have a joint account and Nick and I can contribute equally and withdraw equally. From it so you were at a bank previously before you went into
0: FinTech. What did you learn from your banking experience? Like what do, are, are there things that banks do better than fintechs do and in, in this, uh, this realm? For
1: couples? Uh, I mean, they know the laws really well. Um, but I, I can't say that there's anything innovative at a bank. Um, I always found that it was painful to have a serious relationship with a bank because, like for me personally, I was still getting notifications with my ex-husband's name on it for well over a year after I submitted my divorce papers to the banks. Like, I mean, there was just there was stuff that you wouldn't think are a big deal, but it it's a clear indicator of how little banks care about you in terms of that. I mean, I, I can think of multiple times where we had complaints from people that passed away that either couldn't get their family money out of our bank account because of the restrictions that we had or, um, you know, just a bunch of different things that make you feel more like a number and less like a human being. Yeah, I
0: think that's a constant struggle with banks. Uh, what have you seen fintechs do that are better in this? Like we've kind of bashed them a little bit and that they haven't really been paying attention to a couple's finances, but it does seem like as they've started to wade into it, better late than never, that they've been doing a lot of things right, too. They're just slow at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I the one thing that I love about and this, you know, dates me a little bit. But the one thing that I love about old banks is how easy they make it for like bill pay. And it doesn't matter if my partner's name is on it or if my name's on it. I mean, I think that's something that most fintechs don't actually concentrate on at all. And there's also, the ease of which you can add someone to a bank account if there is an existing branch. It's very easy for Nick to walk into one of the banks that I belong to that has branches and tack himself on if that's what I want him to do. It's a little bit more of a process in terms of a joint account when you're doing it all online.
0: So going through all of this, testing a lot of things out, what are the biggest pieces of advice you have for someone that is just starting to go through this and is not as... I don't know, like financially savvy or is even just focused on what all of this stuff looks like as what you and I
1: are? Yeah, I think the biggest thing from my perspective is understanding your partner's relationship with money. So knowing how they feel about big ticket spending items and knowing what their threshold for pain is in terms of, you know, buying frivolous things or going on crazy vacations. For me, understanding and my partner's name is Nick. And for Nick, when we had the initial conversation and went through in detail, like the things that we've had scars from in our past relationships, it really helped me understand, how to approach the conversation with him because I think the start of the conversation is probably the hardest. And then on, in addition to that understanding where his pain points are so I can navigate them comfortably without, without making him upset.
0: Yeah. And I don't want to steal, um, Aditi's thunder from Ask Zeta cause we're going to have her on here too, but they make it, they sort of do that conversation for you. Right. Like they're the ones that bring up different like they have you do a quiz on what your your money habits are. They let you know where things are going and it just gives you piece of pieces of advice. So it's like, hey, like it's not me suggesting it. It's this Ask Zeta app that we both signed up for that is suggesting we do this instead.
1: Yeah, that's definitely There were several questions within the quiz that I think are extremely relevant. And it was almost more helpful for the two of us to answer them separately and then come together and share what we came up with. So we did go through that for what it's worth. I think there are more layers to it. And in addition to that, that populated for us, but I also think it's super individualized because every couple, you guys could be imbalanced. One person could be making way more than the other, or you could have, you know, closer parity. So I really think that the relationship in in and of itself is, is different. And, but the history is the biggest thing. And for me coming from a family where we share our family finances and for Nick, where he's been independent and on his own, since he graduated from high school, we just had completely different historical backgrounds. and, And that came with a lot of understanding and comprehension and really empathy surrounding financial situations that I didn't originally anticipate um in any of my relationships and i i discovered all of that by a doing that quiz and then b just really digging into it with him before we even started the conversation of what does a joint account look like
0: Yeah. And HM Bradley recently launched a joint account, correct? Yes.
1: That is where I have my joint account with Nick.
0: I have my joint account there too. (laughs) So we should have had HM Bradley sponsor this podcast episode then.
1: (laughs) For sure. I'm sure Zach's listening. I'm sure that he's interested now. So
0: (laughs) There we go. Um, so yeah, so Agent Bradley, you can tell it's super new. There's still a lot of ways that you guys are gonna iterate on that. Other things that you'll add to it. So what are you kind of focusing on? What are customers asking uh, for you to to add on to that joint account services? Because right now it's like you have the joint account. It doesn't give me alerts for like here's where all your money went last month and and things like that. So I think there's a lot of room there, which is is super exciting.
1: Yeah, we have a lot of things in the works that surround the idea of not only like life events but monetary events where you'll start getting notifications and our design team and our UIUX is coming up with some pretty pretty incredible mini editions that'll be shipping over the course of the next several weeks that focus on not only like I, I feel like, for what it's worth, I feel like a lot of fintech companies focus on this finance nerd, somebody that's really into Fintech, somebody that's really into finance, and we are focusing more on people that really want to learn how to save and people that really want to learn how to make their money work for them, not only from a passive income standpoint but also also from a standpoint of how do I make this easier for myself overall and I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to share, but I, I think there's a lot of cool stuff on our horizon over the course of the next quarter that, that people will be pleasantly surprised by in terms of just differentiation. So not your standard fintech company, just something, something that makes you feel special and something that makes you feel focused on and as the most important piece of our product by being the person that's using it.
0: It's fascinating to me, like the initial wave of fintech in terms of personal finance was a lot of blog posts, a lot of uh, different quizzes and stuff like that. And I feel like the next wave is still some of the quizzes, but I don't see blog posts happening as much anymore. And I feel like there's going to be so much more that's just built in as little nudges and ways to help people make the right decision. Um, how do you guys think about that over there, both from a couple's finance
1: perspective, just but as like a company more broadly in the banking space? yeah, um i I think there's there should be a different type of focus than than really what you're talking about. From my perspective, I think the most important thing is understanding yourself from a full credit perspective. So that's not just how much are you saving? That's not just what's the dollar amount in your bank account. That's not just um you know what your credit score even is, right? There's this entire spectrum that you should be able to understand. That's what is your debt to income? How does a mortgage company view you? What do you qualify for in terms of a mortgage? Can you get all of that data before you talk to a bank and have them do all this stuff? Like there are so many other details that banks look at you from, um, and they and they judge you on that. I think people don't recognize. And that is a huge part of our roadmap as we go forward. And, and I know that that's one of the reasons that I was hired into H.M. Bradley is fusing that gap between where people think they get judged and where they're actually being judged by banks and providing all of that information freely and openly so that people have a better comprehension of how they're viewed um, at banks.
0: And you, you bring up a really good point from a couple's finance perspective as well, because if you marry someone that has a really bad credit score or vice versa, where you're the one with the really bad credit score, that's something else that it's not something you want to talk about on a first date or even like a tense date. But it is something that's really important once you start making these big financial decisions together. Yeah,
1: there's a huge impact like for the rest of your life, right? If you marry someone that has... A completely different credit history than you do. And, you know, they say that bankruptcies roll off after seven years, and that your credit score can be healed over time. But I mean, there are there are scars mentally that last forever. So it's, it's a totally different planet. And I think that the transparency and financial education side of things is by far more important than and and that's for couples, because it's the least transparent part of it but it also works for individuals as well.
0: Totally. I I long for the day when, uh, like the day after I got married or the day like it was official and I got my marriage license, like I I feel like there's going to be a time where my bank would have notified me of some sort of things I should have start started looking at just because I was married. Like, hey, you moved in together, you got married, you should look at a joint account or have you thought about using this credit card for both of you? Or I don't know. It just feels like, there's so many different ways. They have so much data on me based on what I'm getting in my Instagram feeds and everything that I just feel like there should be so much more personalization with uh, with all of this.
1: Yeah. And I definitely, for what it's worth, I think that's one of our key goals at HM Bradley too. I just, it's so funny that you're saying all this stuff because it's all, it's all coming, Julie. Uh, but I, I think it's, there's a customization aspect that is missing in the traditional banking world. Um, I think you get that a little bit if you go down to like a community bank and they start learning your name and whatever, but, um, I've, I've never really seen it at the FinTech level either, to be frank. I think the closest that you can come to it is with, you know, some of the, some of the unique characteristics that a couple of the FinTech companies do in regard to credit cards and, um, I don't know, being able to understand what you're spending things on and shifting the cash back that you receive based on that. But I haven't, I haven't seen true customization in either world, really. I think the, some of the budgeting apps are about as custom as you can get.
0: Which they're not like, yeah, I was going to say they're not really that custom either. So there's some work to be done, but I get it. It's hard, especially at the couple's finances level, Um, like we were saying in um, the intro before we even started that, you know, people of our age do things a lot differently than what our parents or grandparents did. So and then there's some people that like we we put some of our finances together and then we kept a lot of it separate as well. My parents literally put basically everything together There's people my age that put everything together or put nothing together. Like there's no one formula. So it's a really tough, tough nut to crack. And maybe that's why it's taken so long for people to really focus on it. But I think if someone gets it right, it could really pay off
1: too. I am looking forward to the day that someone cracks the full nut and like figures out not only exactly how to combine finances in a fair manner for everyone, but also figures out. How to present all of the aspects, like the mortgage and the credit score and like your future, you know, how to buy a car, all of the things. I would like all of that in one little perfect Marketplace,
0: I would too. Maybe maybe in like five years or so, things are moving quickly. So you never know maybe in a few months when h m. Bradley announces all these new things, maybe then I'll <laughs> get a lot of this <laughs> there's
1: a, there's a couple rolling out,, you know, in the next couple of weeks, but I'm, Ooh. yeah, I'm ex- I'm curious to hear what you think of some of the stuff that we're rolling out, Julie. So I'm pumped to. Pumped to get a response from you because I know you're like a super user of the fintech company world. I
0: am both from the business side at fintech today where we have like all the business cards as well as from a personal level. So I can't even keep track anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Between Ian, my co-founder and myself, though, we've got it covered. So that's great.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Uh, Well, thank you, Zyra, for joining us today. Um, Like I said, this is part of a series. So we've got other guests that are also going to be on here. Um, I'm very excited to dive into a topic, both from a a selfish personal level. Like I said, uh, it's hitting home to me with my finances getting combined quite a bit, but also just a space that I feel like a lot of people need to understand better. Um, So thank you for being my very first guest in this either three or four-part series. I haven't decided how many other people I'm going to have on here yet, but we'll keep diving into it. Um, And otherwise, find Syra on Twitter. Uh, What is your handle for anyone that wants to follow you?
1: It's Syra S-A-I-R-A, Ramon, R-A-H-M-A-N.
0: Perfect. So follow her on Twitter. Um, Otherwise, go and rate Tux Time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you are listening. And I will catch you next time. Thank you, Syrah. Thanks, Julie.